Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you are listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Saturday, April 24th, and we have been inundated with questions. It has been like a tsunami of financial investment, tax, Roth conversion questions. They're all coming in daily, at all times of the day and night. And so we want to try to get to as many of these questions as possible. But if you really need a response quickly, just do this. Tell us that you're willing to come on the air with us. That's the fastest way to get your question answered. All you have to do is hop onto our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, tell us what the question is, but also say, I want to come on the air with you. Again, we get so many questions and we really are doing our best to answer all of your questions, but the the live encounters with you, they are the richest experiences. So we hope that you join us. It's really easy. Mark does all the work. That's what Rod did. And Rod, how can we help you out today? 68 years old, retired, um, trying to decide whether to pay off my house or not. And okay. You know, I could tell you all the details, or you can just ask me. But uh, you give me start, give me some details. Are you married? Yes, I'm married. My wife is uh, retired. Also, uh-huh. um, uh, our house is uh, the mortgage is one hundred eight to nine hundred. It's worth about three hundred thousand. Got a three point two five interest rate. Did you refinance that within the last few years? I did with the VA. Okay. Oh, great. All right. You guys are both retired. Are you uh, Are you living on your investment or your pension and Social Security? What combination? 
That's the good news. We are not living on any of our savings, uh, just uh, our pensions and Social Security. And that completely covers your needs, right? It does. Okay. Do you have other um, investments like 401k or 403b or IRAs, stuff that, that you had used for, did you have like a little nest egg? Well, let me tell you what I got. Uh, my wife has $9,000 in a 401. We have $43,000 in a retirement uh, mutual fund, and we got 171000 in savings. Just a plain old savings so, account? Just a plain old savings account. Uh-huh. And I'm so tempted. I wanted, I was going to invest that money in several different things, mostly in um, a stock and bond index funds. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my plan. You know, I could save, I could pay off the house and have about a hundred thousand dollars, but this is, there was something that happened. We had some very uh, serious, like a lot of people, health problems earlier, uh, in, uh, 2000 and it, which really took down most of our savings and mm. ran up some debt. We've mm. got all that paid off and we've, we've got our savings back to what I just told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just, just scares me a little bit, but if something happened to me, even if I paid off the house, I don't think my wife would stay here more than a year. So she could, um, she could sell the house and then have that money. If if something happens to me, my wife is going to have about $4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking about with that money in savings, you know, she could draw out an extra thousand or $1,200 a month or something like that. So it's just whether to invest it, whether to pay off the house. That's my question. Okay. First of all, it's a great question. It sounds like you you guys have done a very good job. I it's I'm sorry you had a, a, a health issue. That can really sap a lot of your retirement savings. I think people actually very much underestimate that. Um so I'm sorry you had to go through it yourselves. Now, the calculation about paying off your house in my mind, goes something like this. On one hand, you say, I've got all this money in savings and it's getting bupkis in interest, right? Because interest rates are really low. So why not take, you know, $108,900 out of savings, pay off the note. I've got then, essentially, it's as if I'm making three and a quarter percent on that money. As a straight up calculation, that makes sense. Here's your big butt. The big but is that, number one, you do have a very low interest rate. Could you earn more than three and a quarter percent over the longer term with that money? That is one question to consider. I think there's a bigger issue for you guys. And that is when you pay off a mortgage, do you know what happens? You take a liquid asset and you convert it into an illiquid asset. And you mentioned, and this really, you know, struck me, and you said, hey, I had to plow through a lot of my retirement savings because of an illness. Imagine if that money were tied up in your house. And then also imagine that maybe the value of your house has gone down for some reason. And That's also, why I haven't done it. Right. And so in, in, while the instinct might be, oh, my God, I just want to get this paid off, a lot of people have that feeling, I say don't do it. I think you are far better off saying, let's keep some of that money in in savings, okay? You know, some amount of money that makes you guys feel comfortable. I don't know what that is for you. Is it 30 grand? You know, some some amount that's just safe. And for the rest of the money, I don't think it's a big problem for you to say, be in, you know, an an index fund, you know, 50% stock, 50% bond or something like that. I think that's just fine. And, And in that way, what you're doing is you're preserving your liquidity. 
you're getting a little upside. And as you said, you don't have to dip into this account for a while. You could if you wanted to and you needed to, but you don't have to. So I like the idea of putting it some of it to work, leaving the mortgage alone. And as you said, if something, God forbid, were to happen to you, the other part of this is that your wife would probably move, in which case paying off the mortgage really doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make it, you know, you don't have to worry about that. She'll sell the house and get the equity. So I think your original plan is actually a good plan. Just don't dive too hard into the risky stuff. Can you do that? Well, I'm certainly uh, not an expert. I would say I'm an intermediate financial wizard kind of thing. Okay. It is the bond stock index fund that I am seriously considering besides the retirement mutual fund that I'm already in. Okay. And and are you going to do it yourself or do you have some broker that's going to do it for you? Well, I was going to do it myself. Good. Perfect. That's what I, I, that's what I was going to encourage you to do. I was going to give you a big thumbs up on that. I think that for you, this is your, your, your feeling is the right feeling and keep the expenses low, hang on to that mortgage and um, just make sure, talk to your wife also because she may have a feeling of like, you know, honey, I'd like to keep a little bit more in savings. You know what I mean? So just have the conversation between the two of you just so you're on the same page. And are you thinking like a 50-50 stock versus bond allocation? That's what I was thinking because, I mean, I can have a little bit of risk. Yeah, that's fine. And again, you're probably not going to touch the money. Go forth and uh, multiply your your dollars and hang on to that beautiful three and a quarter percent mortgage. How many years left on that mortgage? Oh, good gracious. Uh, probably 27. I just did the 30 in case I decide to pay it off sometime. But, you know, when I tell people my house payment is four ninety one a month, they, yeah. <laughs> their mouth drops open. Well, that's, that's right. You know, and, and by the way, you still have income. And so you actually can claim that interest deduction against your income. People have pensions. You know, there's there's still tax liability. So I think you're in great shape. So um, I wish you the very best of luck, Rod, and thank you so much for giving us a call today. Well, I appreciate you giving me the advice, and that's what I'm going to take. Well, that's it. That's your Saturday show. If you've got financial questions, if my conversation with Rod got you thinking about something, just shoot us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Our music here at the show is composed by Joel Goodman, Mark Talercio. He is the best executive producer in the world. We are distributed by Cadence 13. We always like to remind you, no matter what's going on, wash your hands, wear those masks, maintain your physical distancing, and lift somebody up today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.